Hi guys, Stuart here. Sorry for the delay in getting this week's episode up. Uh, I'm afraid it's more bad news uh, on our side. Unfortunately, we've been experiencing some technical difficulties with recording and this one we can only get partway through before everything starts to fail. Uh, I really don't know what is going to happen going forward over the next few weeks, um, especially considering I've actually got quite a lot of stuff to do myself. Uh, Darren's also exceptionally busy. We're going to try our very best to get back on track and we apologise so sincerely for being unable to deliver the content that we committed to doing uh, through the course of this season. Um, we really hope we can get back on track, like I say. Uh, I guess just watch this space and we'll see what else we can do. Um, in the meantime, uh, listen to about half a episode right now. Thanks. Bye. on Fourth and Forever podcast. My name is Stuart Bothwell. I'm back from a holiday in Aberdeen, and I'm ever so sorry to have kept you waiting because uh, over the last few weeks it's just been Darren. He's been doing doing half a wheel on his own, but uh, we're ricked back and we're raring to go. Isn't that Rick Dizzler? <laughs> I can't I can't even I can't even complete a full, full sentence without tripping over my words when I'm trying to do a, a scripted Aberdonian. Uh, like throwback accent, so I apologise for that right off the bat. Is that Aberdonian? Oh, Doric. Broad Doric. Doric. Oh, is it? It's, it's the classic. Uh, a, a day I always buy Sheen for Aberdeen, but fan a day I can fit, fit, fits, fit, fit. I don't know. So we'll call that we'll call that a cold open, shall we? Uh, so yeah, uh, welcome back to the Fourth and Forever podcast. Um, for those of you who couldn't understand the noises I was making just a few moments ago, uh, I, Stuart Bothwell, am back from my holiday in Scotland, and I'm so sorry that that has affected our our schedule in terms of getting content out. But um, I do hope that you managed to enjoy uh, Darren's solo venture the other week, which uh, I thought was excellent given the circumstances. So, yes, well done, Darren. And how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm glad that I have someone to talk to. And <laughs> Yeah, because whilst I've been away, you've just kind of sat rocking back and forth in your room waiting for me to come back. Is that right? Yeah. So I don't really have many people to speak to NFL about the NFL with. And you know the Rugby World Cup's on, so no one wants to talk about anything other than that. And yeah, yeah well, the Rugby World Cup finished on on Saturday, as far as I'm aware. So uh, <laughs> no need to look into that any further, guys. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, what one absolute shocker. Um, honestly, if I heard someone sing "Swing Low, Sweet Chariot" one more time, I was going to kneecap someone. But um, luckily for them. I was uh, supremely jet-lagged. I was going to say, I don't think you're in the state to kneecap anyone there. More likely to knee- no, kneecap yourself. No, I might have kneecapped them, like, <laughs> falling over in the process of falling asleep and just accidentally smack a kneecap or something like that. That's probably the only way that would ever happen. If you're massive here. But, um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so... Uh, NFL action. Let's get back into it uh, just as quick as possible because 
obviously I've been away for as long as I've been away for, uh, three weeks or so. Um, and it was kind of tough, tough for me to keep on top of the NFL action whilst I was away. But I, I, did, I did my level best. And uh, there's been some ups and downs. Some teams are maybe... Actually, I think for the most part, we kind of know what teams are now. There's not much in the way of surprises. Like, there's there's results that um, we're like, oh, that was an interesting one, but it's not necessarily a surprise. And like I said, I point to uh, the, the Eagles beating the Bills 31-13 this week as not being much of a surprise. In that, you know, we've seen, we've seen the Bills and they they started off 5-0, and I think it was, or 4-1. Or and one. Uh, and people are like, hey, this could be a, a playoff team. But then they, they go up against a team like the Eagles, who've had a struggle of their own. And um, they just kind of wiped the floor with them eventually. It was never really a contest. Um, so, but then, yeah, so you, like that's just kind of what I'm, I'm seeing here. There's, there's, there's teams that are just, they, they are what they are, and we're beginning to realize what they are. Uh, for example, on the other end is the, the Falcons being trash also. Yeah, I think that was surprising. But when you, you watch the games and it's um it's just the way it is, really. They haven't put anything together on defence. And considering they're meant to have a defensive head coach, um, I think that, that um, team should be moving on. I'm talking about Atlanta soon. here, yeah? Yeah, Atlanta, because they... Dan Quinn really that defense is so so soft and they haven't been able to put anything together on offense you know because of how no, well like on, on, on offense yeah on offense Matt Ryan's still having a, a decent Matt Ryan season um but uh like you say that that defense is just like just piss poor it's so awful like when when you know, you've got like so Vic Beasley still just hanging around there. Um, it's just you got you got to cut some of the dead weight. He's he's not a proper pass rusher. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Jarrett I mentioned Matt Ryan. Uh, is that yeah? Crazy yeah, Jarrett Grady celebrating Jarrett's a sack in that game like player. his life depended on. It. Like it was mm. it. Like the game didn't matter. All that mattered was he got his sack. So yeah. Um, yeah. Difficult times for Atlanta fans. Matt Schaub was in for this week, yeah. uh, and, and he was he still actually managed quite to do good. something good there. He was he was good. I've, yeah, four hundred and sixty yards, quite good. I've got some takes on on Matt Schaub and Matt Moore, and just kind of what what I'm seeing really. Um, I guess we'll probably go over that as we go through the games, but you know, Matt Moore, he had happy feet. For the the Chiefs in his game, he was oh, yeah. kind of Peter Patter, yeah, Peter Pattering his feet. Didn't know where he was. Kind of threw an interception right at the start because he, I don't think he got his feet set, and it was just straight into one of the Smiths' hands. And then, in the, the Falcons game, you know, Chubb threw a, a poor interception at the start, but I think he just miscalculated a route. And then he was pretty awesome for the rest of the game. He had his feet set. He was confident, and. That experience, um, it shows you that that Atlanta offense has weapons and has a game plan because he was able just to fit right in. And as long as his feet were set and people were doing what they're meant to be doing, he was able to make completions to the tune of 400-odd yards. 
Yeah, 460 yards. Um, I mean, like, let's not forget that Matt Schaub has been a very good quarterback in this league before. Um, like, he's had a couple of 4,000-yard seasons in the uh, late 2000s um, and was, like, putting them up to Andre Johnson all the time and then eventually just, like, faded out in Houston before giving Oakland a shot and that just never worked. Baltimore and then just went back to, to Atlanta. Um, and... Yeah, like he's about 38 years old now. He's just been kind of sitting around waiting for an opportunity to play again, racking up a couple of game checks here and there. But um, given an opportunity here, he's gone and proven that he can still sling yeah. it. And like it's not a bad Seattle Seahawks defense either. No, no they definitely um, were able to cut open some some holes and make some passes. But when your defense is what putting you 24-0 down, um, yeah, there's not much you can do. Unfortunately, yeah. All that like that four hundred and sixty passing yards are the most by a player versus the Seahawks in uh, in franchise history. So that's like you know he's he's been pretty good company there as well. It's no no mean feat. Um, on the other side, uh, Russell Wilson is still looking really good. Uh, just he is exactly what you'd expect. Uh, he, he didn't have like too much to do because they just kind of started like running the ball for the most part um but you know another two touchdowns to add to it uh chris carson was looking pretty sharp um we've also been hearing that rashad penny might be a, a trade candidate so i'd be interested to see where he goes yeah you got um, a few good touches i can see game. someone like the detroit lions going after him perhaps one thing i found um really interesting about this game just watching the kind of highlights <laughs> atlanta's never getting a super bowl like they're never hosting a Super Bowl with that field set up. It's truly awful. Their artificial turf. What is it you don't like about well, their it? Their artificial turf looks like it's from like the eighties. It's just you know that like Hamilton. Sorry, the Scottish Premier League reference, but that like Hamilton Mackey's <laughs> kind of turf that looks really cheap and nasty with all the different colours mm. running through it. And then their cameras are so high up in the stadium that everyone looks like little ants when they're showing the game. And they are ants, Darren. It does it doesn't look good. It didn't look like a good game to watch from start to finish. It just wasn't a very good product. But one thing to note on this game is that people were saying that DK Metcalf was only gonna be a, you know, a runner threat like Lockett, but his mm. two touchdowns are red zone touchdowns. Um, he's getting his feet turned, yeah. he's getting set, and he's getting, you know, he's winning jump balls, which is pretty good for Seattle because they need that second, that kind of underneath threat as well. So him being able to run those routes and get those touchdowns is really impressive. Devontae... Yeah, he's got the size for it. Devontae Freeman fumbled on the three-yard line in the fourth quarter, and if he'd yeah. scored... Killer. If they'd punched it in after he'd gone down, it would have been twenty four seventeen. Instead, it ended up being twenty seven seventeen. And yeah, they just weren't. They didn't have enough time to come back. They were playing well enough to score, but they couldn't get enough possessions yeah, like, to come back into the game. They had two onside kicks, um, and then they got a free and out, and they scored. And then they, they had another onside kick, and they they just couldn't get. Um, the ball back. They didn't have enough time. So, if Freeman had got that um, 
that touchdown or someone had scored just after that instead of the, the fumble, then the Falcons could have been in that game at the end. They could have won. But, yeah. When you're yeah. not doing well, these are the things yeah, that tend I, to happen. No, I, I, I can't see for the life of me how... Uh, a team like the Atlanta Falcons with like this much talent on the roster is uh, one in seven. But there we are. They go, they go one in seven. The Seahawks move to six and two. The twenty-seven to twenty victory, uh, and looking good value for it. Um, Seahawks well on their way to winning that division, the NFC West. You reckon? Um, no, there's a, a team ahead. There's Sorry, a team no. ahead of them that um, yeah. I spoke about at length. <laughs> few weeks ago yep just uh yeah just just realized exactly what i said there and that that is absolutely correct and um, we'll get on to that team later on i suppose um so uh moving on and uh i think let's just talk and get get out of the way but uh the miami dolphins just lost to the pittsburgh steelers um after very briefly taking a 14 nothing lead in the in the first half um before the steelers just well, I'm not sure if the Steelers turned it on or if the Dolphins just, you know, were the Dolphins. Um, but uh, Mason Rudolph ended up kind of pushing it down the field. But uh, James Conner was uh, the, the big star in this one, really, with uh, 145 yards and 23 carries, uh, as well as a, a couple more yards through the air. Um, yeah, like, it's not really one we want to delve into too much because it's it was just kind of it's two really poor football teams at the moment um facing off i just have to say i have no idea there was um deontay johnson's touchdown they blitzed like six at a third and 22 and left savian with yeah. a 10 yard cushion on deontay johnson he was just able to run the whole field and score because <laughs> it makes you wonder because he's faster it, than it just makes you wonder though like if you want to tank in the NFL it is not very difficult to tank you just run stupid plays on third down <laughs> and yeah just make it look like it's like oh it's maximum effort we're really sending the house on this one it's like no just because you send every player on the field after the quarterback doesn't mean that you're doing anything else it's, yeah it's it's, it's it's not a football team, but I, I, I don't know. Like, in terms of what was going on there, like they did go out to a fourteen-point lead. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to imagine the conversation with Ryan Fitzpatrick at some point, just being like, "Hey, look, you just put up points. We're trying to get the first overall pick here. Uh, you know, stop scoring points, or we'll pull you, or something like that." Um, which is yeah, a, a which mess. Is tough. Um... It's just mm. a tough team. I did say um, to you that I did want to do a podcast at some point going into depth about how they can turn it around in terms of the picks they're going to have, the options, you know, players coming up and trade options and things like that for next season. But right now they're really difficult to watch and I don't really have much to add. <laughs> no, I think that's fair. From a GM um, standpoint, Xavier Howard's interception incredibly exciting and really interesting. But from a on the field, yeah. Saving Howard's probably there. Yeah, going going forward, they will be. It's probably their only only player now. Saving Howard, their only like star. Yeah, well, yeah. His his pick in the first quarter was just their third takeaway of the season. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, this is week eight. 
Like, there's there's some players. Actually, there's several players who have more uh, takeaways than that. Um, I, I just find that utterly incredible. Um, but yeah, um, uh, last point in there. Uh, keep an eye on Mark Walton. He's had ten plus touches in three consecutive games, and uh, the Dolphins have just traded Kenyon Drake to the Arizona Cardinals. So he's going to get more of a look in. Uh, good luck to Kenyon Drake. Deserves it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he deserves to get out of there. Poor, poor guy. And uh, he could he could land in worse places than Arizona, um, who will be looking to utilize his pass catching ability. I would imagine. Um, not not so good for my fantasy team, taking touches away from David Johnson. But we'll see how that goes. Yeah, the idea of like getting Kenyon Drake for like a conditional six round pick. Yeah, that's not much at all. No. Um, that's that's going to be really good value for the Cardinals, I would imagine, because Drake, Drake's a good football player. He's just been playing on a bad football team. Yeah, exactly. That's just it. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, moving on from that dumpster fire, and uh, <laughs> over to Denver. Uh, well, actually, technically, this one was in Indianapolis. Um, the Denver Broncos against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, just another another heartbreaker for the Broncos, and um, it's definitely kind of got me throwing in the towel on the season now, uh, as I think they have already with trading away Emmanuel Sanders. Um, Broncos were kind of cruising in this one a little bit, albeit in a low-scoring manner, which just seems to be what we're always aiming for now. Um, uh, then the Broncos have the ball... With the score at uh, 13 points to 12 in the fourth quarter with about, I think it was about two and a half minutes to go, uh, about the 45-yard line or whatever, it's uh, third and five. And uh, instead of like, just going for the pass to try and get that first down and like close out the game, uh, they run the ball for no gain. And then they end up uh, giving the ball away. And uh, the Colts quite easily go downfield and score a field goal as time expires. Uh, Colts win 15-13. And, um, yeah, there's just a distinct lack of any urgency to win from the Broncos now. And uh, in his press conference, Joe Flacco, of all people, was calling for more aggression in situations like that. And that's coming from a guy who I think most people would say is incredibly conservative but yeah, I, I just I just don't see any desire to to win ball games. It, it's just trying trying to win with as fewer points as possible, and it's just not going to cut it. Defense is looking great, but offense is just not doing anything there. What do you think? This is this is um, what's the word? Conspiracy, Darren here. So Flacco. Clearly, Uh-oh. get get your tinfoil hats, guys. So Flacco clearly in the game is upset about the call to run the ball. Probably so much upset about it that he tells the other team that it's a run because it's very clear he's annoyed with the play callers during the play or leading up to that big play. And it's like, well, if he's annoyed, he's clearly not throwing the ball, is he? So he may have kind of, you know, tipped his pitch there. Um, mm, I'm not. I'm not sure. Like, I didn't actually see whether or not he was visibly annoyed 
upon receiving the call, but he was certainly upset with with it afterwards. But now maybe they're it was saying just a hindsight thing, even but... after he spoke to the media and seemed absolutely fine, they're now saying he's injured and won't play next week. Yep, we've got um, oh god, what's a it's a Brand Brandon, Brandon Allen is yes. going to be back next week, so um, from Arkansas. Yeah. And uh, who are the Broncos playing next week, Darren? Yeah, okay, I'm not watching that one with you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I can't can't do it, man. That's just... um, it's We're like a a, a cornered animal in in this game, but we're a cornered animal who's had three of their legs chopped off and uh, has got a muzzle on its face. Um, So I reckon that the Browns are going to... Like put put up a, a fair few points on Denver, and Denver aren't going to get more than more than they did in this game, more than thirteen. Or Brandon Allen comes out and is the revelation, and then we never need to use Drew Lock. Yeah, because they're stretching. I don't believe that they're stretching Lock until week ten to come off IR. Yeah. So. Well, whatever. Not really giving yourself much chance. <laughs> That's fine, yeah. This... As, as, like, as far as I'm concerned, like the season is it is already lost. We had a, a, a terrible schedule. We've had, like, I think um, five of our eight games this season have been decided by one possession. Um, there, there's been improvements, certainly on the defense, but that, that offensive unit, it's, it's just been lackluster. It's not been, like, awful on paper in terms of stats, but in terms of actually putting up points, in terms of scoring touchdowns, which is ultimately what is going to win you ball games, is woeful. Mm. Um, I think Flacco's only got something like six touchdowns this season, and um, it's just not good enough. Maybe we're maybe we're the ones who are tanking for Tua. Or actually, well, I don't know. Are we tanking for Tua anymore, or is it Justin Herbert? Well, uh, Herbert's really tall, so um, Elway probably. So like, yeah, he's an Elway quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, you'd say so. I, I saw an article this week that's saying apparently uh, the Broncos are really hot on Russell Wilson. He was ticking all the boxes except for height. And that was the one thing that Elway really, really wanted. So they drafted Brock Osweiler instead. Yeah. Who uh, who retired recently, uh, having made, made something like $45 million. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he did all we right. He made 40-odd million on so. one contract. I'm pretty sure he made like $78 million or something overall. Not, mm, he did pretty good for not himself. Bad. But what about the Colts? Um, the Colts are five and two. They're in a, a division with the Texans. Jinx coming out on top in that one. Yeah. Yeah, real dogfight in that one. Um, well, the, the Texans, who we'll get onto later on, um, still looking very impressive. Uh, the Colts are still doing what they need to do. Um, and like Jacoby Brissett in this one uh, was. He was steady. He was back to his regular self after a pretty good week last week. Uh, Marlon Mack still running hard. It's really good to see. Uh, well, not in this game, of course, for me, but you know, still good. Um, I still fancy the Texans, though. I think um, their offensive line has improved. Um, well, actually, we'll, we'll get on to talking about them shortly. I think we'll, we'll stick with talking about the Colts. Yeah, Colts just have a really good, solid team all the way through, which allows someone like Jacoby Brissett to come in and be an effective enough starter. Um, whereas, like, so Darius Leonard is still flying all over the place. He got another sack today. 
Uh, Justin Houston got another sack too. Uh, you know they're 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 looking pretty good. I think so. Hot take. But, <laughs> oh, I don't know. They've, they've just got quite a good team. They've they've constructed their roster really well. Um, they've drafted well. You know, for like Rocky Singh and and players like that, and they're in it. And that's how you yeah. can ask. I mean, eight I, weeks I, I, yeah, I, I hate I hate to, yeah, I hate to bang the drum again, but I mean it's um. You know, this would have been the best roster that Andrew Luck had ever had. So, yeah, just poor, poor timing. But Jacoby Brissett holding his own and uh, trying to make that franchise his own. Uh, yeah, let's move on from that one. It makes me sad. And uh, we'll move on to the what would have been uh, a, a game of the number one draftee from five years ago versus the number two draftee from five years ago in uh, Jameis Winston versus Marcus Mariota but Marcus Mariota was benched not last week but the week before and now Ryan Tannehill is 2-0 with the Titans and looking like pretty good for it it was another three touchdown performance in this one and uh, the like Buccaneers just continuing to look like the Buccaneers Winston was another Winston performance Two from two. Like I say, this is another team. We know exactly what the Buccaneers are now. Uh, they can kill you one week, and then they will just roll over and let you pat their belly for the next week. Well, um, he had um, a couple of fumbles as well. He had three fumbles. So, look yes. at the Tampa Bay. They, the game was 27-23 to Tennessee. Tannehill has no, no turnovers, and James has five or four plus a fumble that was recovered by his own yeah. team. Yeah, How turnovers win ball games, you only, man. You only and... lost the game by four points, even though he did that so many times. I I don't know. Yeah. It's, I get the Mario thing. I think Mario is going to be in the league for a long time, maybe as a backup or in, in a different system. But oh, Jameis, I'm, just, I'm not sure about Jameis anymore. I just... I think he might get a couple of backup gigs, and then he might be out of the league. Because I just yeah, like he just like he's, he's so capable. You can't, you can't be yeah. this bad with possession. He's just so so volatile, um, and the, the the difference week on week is just so stark. Uh, and yeah, you just like if you were to be able to protect him and give him all the time in the world, then. Maybe he's going to light it up and throw another five thousand yard season and put up thirty five touchdowns or something like that. You're also asking, but yeah, the, the the turnovers are just so so killer. You're asking him to do so much as well because you're looking at what between Ronald Jones, Peyton Barber, and Dari Ugumwale, Ugumbowale, <laughs> they had easy for you to say fifty yards rushing in the whole game. And then you got Michael. Not good. Mike James Evans Winston ran for over 198 50. yards receiving. So, oh yeah, and then James Winston's their top rusher. So he got 53. So he's their top rusher. You can't, you can't win games like that. Like the Buccaneers are putting too much on Winston's shoulders, and on top of that, he's always going to throw interceptions. I think. Has he ever had a game where he hasn't? Hasn't thrown an interception. I think he's had like a, a five touchdown no pick game once from from memory. But 
Um, no, he's a he's a mess. Um, but like I said, Mike Evans is not a mess. He's still absolutely smashing it. Uh, like another hell of a game. Like you say, 198 yards, two touchdowns on 11 receptions. Chris Godwin was uh, just kind of very much in his support role today. Um, but over on the side of the Titans, it's Ryan Tannehill just doing exactly what he needs to do in these positions now. And it's just something that I just wouldn't see Marcus Mariota been able to do because he would do something similar to, to Winston. Kind of, I also think minus as many interceptions that as that. Ryan Tannehill is more of a pocket passer, and they want a pocket passer. Like the Titans have decided yeah. what they're looking for, and Mariota isn't what they're looking for. Yeah, as as much as we would like him to be, he's just not that. Um, but uh, uh, another like brief thing I want to touch on is that our boy Shaq Barrett got another sack and forced fumble this week so he's over 10 sacks now still leading the league he's a good boy he's a good boy keep it up Shaq he is a good boy we like him yeah and again Shaq we're going to keep that uh, invitation out to you just whenever you get a moment just drop us a line again and uh, we'll we'll get you on cool thanks (laughs) okay and um, I think we'll we'll go into the New Orleans versus Arizona Cardinals game now, since uh, we watched that one together, thinking that might be an interesting game. I think it was for about. It wasn't really. Well, it was for the first like two quarters, and then ca- first Cardinals half was close. Just not being able Second to half. get in the end zone or really put together any kind of red zone threat. Yeah. You have to take advantage of your yeah. situations, you know. They scored six points in the first three minutes of the game or so, or the first quarter, in the first half. They were missing a running game as well. Like, they, they, they just they got away from it way too quick. Uh, Chase Edmonds had seven carries for eight yards, and then you had Zach Zenner with one carry. Christian Kirk had a carry. They, they're missing David Johnson. Um you know, it'll be interesting to see how they employ Kenyon Drake in the system going forward. Because I do think that he's like going to be a really, really good fit there, and I, I'd be quite interested to see like multiple mm. running backs in in this. Like, if, like you know, have Johnson split out wide as he often has been. You could probably split Kenyon Drake out wide at the same time as uh, David Johnson, because um, they're two very effective weapons. Then you want to have your weapons on the field at the same time. Yeah, I think so. Um, one thing that. I think will be lost in the final score of this game. Is I don't think that Drew Brees actually looked that good in this game. Um, whether he was coming back a bit early or he just he was a bit um, rusty. It's probably the perfect game for him to come back in. Um, he threw a terrible yeah. interception. I've never seen him throw that bad an interception yeah, before. Especially when that was the yeah, game it was, real was bad. pretty he just quick. Threw completely that game over was like a guy. Six nine, I think six ten. When he did that, yeah, I think he was he, was he not like throwing out to his his fullback or he something. Threw it completely but over his head. He was, yeah, way way overthrown. Uh, maybe that was to do with the the taped up thumb, which he kept sort of pointing at and fiddling with and stuff. But um, ultimately, he still finished with three scores and uh, three seventy three. Uh, and Latavius Murray gave him a lot of help as well. One hundred two yards yeah. on the ground. And a further 55 through the air and a score. Um, uh, Michael Thomas was on fire as well. He caught all 11 of his targets for 112 yards and a score. Taysom Hill getting on the score sheet again as well. 
Um, they, they just they, they didn't seem to miss a beat. Uh, even like you know, without Teddy Bridgewater in there, without um, Alvin Kamara playing at all due to injury, they they just really cranked it up when the Cardinals started to get desperate. Yeah, I guess it's a sign of respect. But if it was me, I would have probably given Breeze another week to get ready. I think they'd have been fine playing Bridgewater in this game. Um, yeah, but well, apparently, like Bridgewater's you know, going to beat anyone anyway, so like, you could have kept him in there. But um, I think they maybe just wanted to see what they had with Drew. Just let him see how it feels. And if he if, if Drew Brees wants to play, Drew Brees plays in New Orleans. It's uh, as simple as that. Yeah. But newsflash, the New Orleans are, Saints are pretty good. The Cardinals are yeah. bang average. And that's... Yeah, which I think is, is, is fair. Uh, like the Cardinals have like are still way better than they were last year. I think that's pretty fair yeah. to say. They missed a couple of guys this week, uh, and they were playing against a very tough team in the New Orleans Saints. So, you know, we we can't really knock them for for their effort. Um, but that was uh like another sub three hundred yard game for the Saints defense, which is uh, five straight games that they've done that, which is really good um, uh, Latavius Murray was just smashing it as well he's getting lots of carries at the moment lots of yardage uh, we'll see if Alvin Kamara is back and ready to go next week uh, I'm not sure how, how long he's supposed to be out for but um, if, if even if he is out Latavius Murray is playing very very well yeah um, and I think there's a stat where Latavius Murray is like the third highest rusher in the last three years in the league which kind of shows mm. you how much he's he's gone through. Um, yeah. It looks like the Saints are probably resting Kamara until after their bye week. So. Which is when, sorry? Not sure. I just know. I was just looking that up there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough then. No, don't, don't worry too much about it. Um, whilst you're looking that up, um, I'll make a start in talking about the... Actually, sir, before before I say that, uh, New Orleans Saints beat Arizona Cardinals thirty-one points to nine in that game. Saints bye week is next. So yeah, the um, okay, cool. There you go. So he'll be back after that, perhaps. Um, the Oakland Raiders versus the uh, Houston Texans um, was a pretty close game in the end, um, but. Uh, Despite the fact that the Raiders have been able to hang on with some good teams this season, they just couldn't close this one out after Deshaun Watson's incredible heroics. So uh, they could well have gotten themselves back into field goal range after the game-winning touchdown, but uh, Terrell Williams couldn't hold on to a pass from Derek Carr with three minutes to go. But the aforementioned... uh, uh, winning touchdown pass. Now, actually, I'll go back and preface this by saying that the, the Texans were actually down, uh, but uh, I think, what was it? Um, uh, oh, mathematics, uh, 13 points to 20 at one point. But uh, Deshaun Watson scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, both of them to Darren Fells. In uh, and, and both cases, he used his, uh, his running ability to create space and time for Fells to get open. But the Game winner with six minutes left. Uh, Watson had guys draped all over him in the middle of the pocket, spun them all around, 
and uh, he ended up being kicked square in the face through his face mask and proceeded to throw a touchdown with one eye closed. Who needs depth perception when you're this talented? Like it, it's it's incredible. I would implore anyone to go and have a look at it. Um, yeah, Deshaun Watson's still uh, pulling them out of the bag. Just magic moments like that are worth its weight in gold. He's a good boy, a good player. He's got a lot going for him, and and the Texans um, they're in a knife fight in the AFC South, so they've got to pull out these wins. Um, Looking a bit fragile at times, going down, as I said, by 20 points to 13 or, or so. But I don't know. Watson, he, he seems yeah, to do this every they're... week. The trading for Conley seems to have been a masterstroke, seeing as they put him straight in and he gets a forced fumble <laughs> against his old team. Um, yeah, well, he was he was obviously playing really, uh, really upset with that one. So... Yeah, yeah. Con- Conley was just traded by the Oakland Raiders after he had a bit of a, a shock the other week. Goes straight into the Texans lineup and causes problems for them. So he'll be absolutely loving that one. Um, on, but like the, the Texans had a pretty big loss from this game, and that is that sadly JJ Watt has a torn pectoral and will miss the rest of the season. So they've gone from having a pretty strong defensive line. And they've lost JJ Watt to an injury, and they traded away Jadavian Clowney earlier in the season. They're not looking very good in defense anymore. All of a sudden, yeah, and that's on top the of their pretty bad looking I, secondary. I know this was this was the thing that was getting me about them trading away Clowney and being like, "Well, we don't want to pay him," and it's like, "Well, you've needed him because like three out of the last four years, well." Two out of the last three years, JJ's been injured and you've needed his consistency. And now it's now four out of the three out of the last four years he's been injured. Um, and you don't have him and you don't have Clowney. Do they have any pass rush? <laughs> I know what they've got now. They don't have any, um, um, any no. real names that stand out. Kind of like uh, Whitney Merciless is in there. Um... Yeah, but that's not really not really much at the moment. Uh, like just kind of from front to back, that's a pretty iffy looking Texans defense. Um, like I don't even see who you put in there as a leader other than than merciless, perhaps Zach Cunningham. But uh, they are, yeah, like I say, looking very weak. Well, maybe they can speak to the GM. Actually, actually, some... the the fact that they are, yeah. Some some trades might be on the cards. Yeah, they don't uh, I have see anyone the to Texans make being trades. interested in signing someone like Chris Harris Jr. Now, yeah, mm, yeah, that's it. Cause they've they've traded all their stuff away, <laughs> <laughs> and they don't have a GM. So, do they trust Bill? Yeah, O'Brien it's all, to all, make all these done at Bill O'Brien. Or do they just say, "Cool, work with what you got, mate"? I wouldn't trust Bill O'Brien to make me a sandwich, let alone decisions to improve my football team at the moment. But. Oh, one thing um, I can tell you about that sandwich is I guess... that it won't have a very good offensive line. <laughs> I mean, is he going to cut the crusts off for me? I, I don't know. But, it won't um, stand up on it. So no the... <laughs> yeah, uh, but as, as long as they have Deshaun Watson there, uh, he's always capable of putting one more score up than than the other team. Uh, and like they, they're in the same, like very similar yeah. boat to the, the Broncos 
in that I think, what was it, seven of their eight games this season have been decided by uh, one score. Uh, it just so happens that it's kind of been on the flip side and they're on the, the, the right end of that. And it's because they have someone like Deshaun Watson who can run around, escape the pocket, make time for guys like Darren Fells, of all people, uh, and then come away with a victory. That's just what they are. Oh, crap. All right, dear listeners, I have uh, lost my connection to Darren, so I'm going to pause right now and see if I can get back to him. <laughs>